Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Joe Jones, welcome to the podcast and to Feel Good Habits. How are you? <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I like the fact that I'm asking how you are when we've actually been talking for an hour already. Oh no, no, it's been over an hour. I know it's ridiculous, I, isn't it? I need it. It's been a really crappy couple of weeks, and I've not, I've not really spoken to anyone that I like who's over the age of 10. So. <laughs> well, same. I haven't spoken to anyone under 10, but it has been like a bit of a dirge this week. So I'm glad to be chatting to you. Um, I'm really excited to hear what your feel-good habits are because I do feel, as someone who's known you for a very long time now, like we probably are knocking on for... Do you want me to say it? Go on. What? Well, it, it's probably about 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> Two decades. <laughs> I don't mind like I just think it's quite that's quite a sort of a privilege isn't it to have like imagine being in any other job like being an accountant or a lawyer or whatever you don't grow up with the people in your industry do you so actually it's such an amazing thing and we've all like you and I don't have the same jobs that we had 20 years ago mm. like we different jobs but we're still connected and we still have a relationship and we still have a working relationship as well as a you know a friendly relationship and I think that's quite unique isn't it because actually when you leave a job that usually is it but we sort of leave but stay in the same kind of circle I don't know. E- ecosystem <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a sip of gin hold on well yeah I think this is going to lead us neatly isn't it because listeners <laughs> I, this is this is a podcast first I think this is a podcast first for me what to be um have a drink first you've only to had be- one well, I mean, I'm on my first, and I, it wasn't a heavy pour, Joe. I'm going to be finished before this show's done. Um, yeah. I've got Cafe Patron. What have you got? I have got um, Welsh Sisters Gin. And I say Welsh Sisters. I say the brand because um, a very good friend of mine, her mum and her mum's sister started up this brand about a year and a half ago. And I just love it. I love the fact that they're women in their 60s, and they're like, do you know what? We're going to do something. And they started and they've won loads of awards and they're Welsh and my husband's Welsh, so I have a sort of affinity to work. And they're sisters. And they're sisters, yeah. And I just think, yes, you can do it. Of course you can do it. But you can be in your sixties and start a business. And yes, you can create award winning booze, which they have done. And yes, I will drink a shitload of it. (laughs) (laughs) But like it's so interesting at the moment when you look at people who are um 
like the Delavines have just launched a Prosecco brand, the sisters, because there's have three. They? Yeah. So there's Cara, obviously, and um, Poppy. Poppy, and there's another sister. And all three of them have now launched a Prosecco brand. Obviously, George Clooney launched um, the Casa Amigas, the tequila brand with Randy Gerber, Cindy Crawford's husband. They've just sold that for tons of money. The Rock. Ryan, yeah, The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, there's loads of them. Apparently, the next thing in booze, because gin's now done um, and, you know, vodka's done, um, the next thing is vermouth. I don't really know what that is, but it's vermouth. I know that posh hotels put it in a Bloody Mary and I'm not always down. <laughs> yeah, I think they also put it in things like dirty martinis and stuff like that. But they introduce it to the glass. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's so ridiculous. But I just, that's the next, like, if you want to be making some cash and building a brand, don't think about beauty or fashion or lifestyle or whatever, get straight to the booze. We need anyway, to, what we need to do is find an anti-aging booze and then we've hit the nail on the head. So true, yeah. Unfortunately, it's quite counterproductive. It's counterintuitive and I guess it goes good. But Tanya, um, my friend's mum, is doing it with Welsh sisters and she's like my new hero. I fucking love her. I'm like, yeah, I want to be starting a new business when I'm in my 60s and going into, because why not? Like, we shouldn't be limited with the things that we can do now or, you know, 40 doesn't look like what it used to look like. 50 doesn't look like what it used to look like. And I'm certainly not going to look like 50 when, you know, when I'm 50. Or, you know, I don't mind looking 50. I don't mind feeling 50. Well, I don't mind looking 50. I just want to look good at 50. I mean, I'm only 44, so I've got a while yet. <laughs> I, I, I think I know what you mean. I am... Um... <laughs> <laughs> But I do feel like, yeah, I, I feel sometimes like, because I haven't done the traditional path of like uh, marriage, babies, all of that kind of stuff. I feel like my head is still very much in my 20s. Yeah, but, but you're not the same person as you were when you were in your 20s. Like, Thank goodness. Yeah, I know. And like the best thing about your 20s is you've got a ton of collagen. All your elastin is where it used to be. You know, everything's sort of like, up mm, however mm, mm, mm. what yeah. not in my case they were never up your boobs were never up but <laughs> undoubtedly and you cannot like you can't just you know you can't discredit this your collagen was yeah your bones were your eyes were everything was sort of like but you didn't look in the mirrors in your 20s and say oh look at my lovely collagen I look so useful all you do when you're that age is you're just so riddled with insecurity and riddled with worry and concern and anxiety about being good enough about competing with other people about getting a job or whatever it is that you want to do that you don't appreciate being so sort of youthful and you're like the best thing i remember of my 20s which i never thought about at the time my ass used to be like high do you know what i mean like you know when you just think it used to be like and now it needs a little bit of sort of, although it's fit, because I'm much fitter than I used to be, it still needs a little bit of like leverage to sort of <laughs> put your hands in the air. <laughs> a little anyway. bit of a little bit of support. Yeah, and I just think there's something about that. Like they always, I know it's a really trite thing to say the youth is wasted on the young and all that rubbish, but it's also a good thing that it is because if you were as knowledgeable and confident as we are in our 40s, 
when you were in your 20s, you would have been an intolerable arsehole and had no <laughs> but, but don't you think it's weird that with the rise of tech, people in their 20s have sometimes been, or in some circumstances, are the smartest person in the room. They are the person that you should listen to. Well, I think you should any, like I, I'm a great believer in, you can learn from everybody, you know, and I think that I learn a lot from my kids who are eight and 11. I learn a lot from when I used to work at an agency and I worked with, I had a big team and there were a lot of girls in their early twenties that had just come out of university. Then there were girls that in the mid twenties, late twenties. I had as much to learn from them as they had to learn from me. And I never was resentful or fearful of that. And I worked a lot with um, Sam McKnight, the hairstyler, like hairstylist that just completely diminished. It was quite reductive to what he actually has achieved in his life. But he always said to me that he gets so much energy from the young people that he works with and from the um, younger generation because they can teach him as much as he can teach them. And I think that that's what keeps you relevant and that's what keeps you hungry and new for, like, because you just want to understand all different, you know. I think the person that is, oh, I know every, you know, not I know everything, but that I've got it all to teach to someone younger. And actually there is a lot we can teach to, particularly women that are younger about, their body insecurities about their sort of mental health and their emotional insecurities because we've been there but equally there's a lot that they can teach us about instagram (laughs) (laughs) or tiktok or whatever you know or how to market to people of a certain age you know we can learn from each other and i think that mutual respect of each other means that you will have a much happier career rather than looking over your shoulder and thinking some young whippersnapper is about to come and take your job and you know do it for half the price or whatever but I I think it's more than that I think that that's I think people get paranoid about that sort of stuff when they know that they've been coasting a bit and probably not sort of pushing themselves and not sort of getting themselves into a growth mindset where they're actually constantly listening and evolving and learning and all of those kind of things. Yeah, I mean, we started with gin and I knew this conversation was going to be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I must stop drinking the gin in case I get too drunk and I don't make any sense. No, 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 it's it's good. But um, you make a very good point about, uh, yeah, the whole thing about Sam being relevant because he stayed uh, connected with the younger ones. And instead of saying, hi, I'm Sam McKnight, I did Diana's hair, he's collaborating it's like Eugene Suleiman is exactly the same like he's very much known in the industry as uh, a, a real mentor as well as like being one of the greatest hairstylists like ses- uh, session catwalk stylists I've got to let go of like all of us and this is what is so like none of us get long if we're lucky right and fortunate to live a long and healthy life None of us get any longer being 17, 18, 19, 20, whatever than anyone else, right? No one gets to press the pause button and say, right, I'm just staying at 20 while you age and whatever. And all of us get the same. It's just what we do with it and how we, you know, how we approach a milestone or an age. You know, I just turned 44 and there's a part of me that's completely horrified by it because I'm just like, what? How did that happen? Obviously, I'm not 44, but I had a great time in my 20s. I had some good times, some bad times in my 30s. I had my kid when I was 30s. And, you know, when you just think, well, what am I expecting from life? And I do think that some of us are too, and a lot of that is to do with perhaps modern ways of living, of 
you can have it all. You can be the domestic goddess. You can be the, the great wife and the great mother and have a career and all of those kind of things. And I think it puts too much pressure, particularly on women, when actually there are small things now that I take so much pleasure in, like gin. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I certainly did not like the taste of gin until I was 40. <laughs> but I can't stand it. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, stop it. I'm going to get you some Welsh sisters. There's a difference between quaffing gin, which is like Bombay Sapphire and that kind of stuff, and nice gin, which is just to be savoured. God, that really does make me sound like mm-hmm. a grand. It does a bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um, and yeah, I just think it's just, you know, it, it's not, my granddad used to say actually that you're only here for a look around. And I used to think, and he said that ever since we were kids. And I just thought, yeah, you are, you're here for a look around. And it's not just what you do and what you leave, but also like the moments that you live that you appreciate. And I think I really take a lot of time to just stop. Like, oh, you know, I say to them, they're so like, I'm like, look at this amazing tree. <laughs> look at this light that's coming through the tree look at this amazing building look at this and to just appreciate things that um are around us because actually for lots of people that those things are incredibly um a privileged position and i think that yeah i just i never take this for granted and i certainly as much as i love the young people that i work with I, as much as i hate the fact that they've got so much collagen and their butts are so mm-hmm. lifted and they're like you know they just look so gorgeous I just think I was there once and it came with all sorts of other issues and I don't have those issues anymore and also my ass is about to hit the floor <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like a bit of gin so that's my number one so your number one is a tipple and so is this a daily tipple or is it uh, a special occasions tipple and how do you make it how do you turn it from just at the end of the day because going into the kitchen, getting a glass out and pouring it like from a scene from a movie where it's indicative of a problem. How do you turn it into something where it's feel good and not just, because it's not a crutch for you. Let's just be clear about this. It's not, I need it to get through the day. No, I mean, you say that. <laughs> and I do sometimes have these flashbacks to Meg Ryan in that movie. With, where she's and an the- alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> We're not laughing at that. No, no, no not laughing and we're probably gonna have to cut that in case joe is um glamorizing alcoholism no for me it's just that that end and it is every day and i do have a gin and tonic every day but for me it's that you know the day is long sometimes you know i get up incredibly early i've got a girl a daughter that has to be out of the house at 7 30 in the morning to get to high school she's 11 she's um incredibly hormonal and angry when she wakes up in the morning you know it's a lot you know and rightly so you know it's hard she's just adjusting and they've got another one that needs to get to school and then I've got she can't go to school for two weeks because someone in her class has been tested positive for covid so then you're homeschooling again and by the time it comes to about quarter to six I'm like just need a little bit of a you know a little bit of a a chill pill and so I just have a glass of gin and it just just does and then I'm in bed by like 9, 30, 10 or something. And that's enough. And then whatever. But yeah, no, it's definitely not a crutch. It's more of a, um, I don't go anywhere. You know, I don't as much as I used to. And, and that's not necessarily just COVID either. I like being at home now. And I like, I'm not so much of a, 
um, going out and I did a lot of partying in my teens and uh, in my twenties and I had a really good time, but I also felt a lot of shit a lot during that because of the after effects of that from staying up all night, from um, going out four or five, six times, you know, four or five times a night, uh, not four or five times a week, but you know, three, four times a week, which I would go out. A lot of that came with feeling absolutely awful and having to sort of push myself through the day at work just to get through it. There was lots of times as well when I would go out, stay out all night and then go to work the next day and not have been sleep. And when I look, and the only reason I could do that was because I was in my early twenties, but that came with a lot of downers, you know, that came with a lot of um, different kind of stress. So now I just have, you know, big double gin and then, watch a bit of TV with the kids, a bit of Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon Junior, Nickelodeon Junior, and um, read them some stories, come downstairs, watch something for me for a half an hour or whatever, and then just go to bed. And I quite like that. It's nice as well, especially I've had to figure out a way of doing this when I went freelance and I started working from home. But I think it's something, a lot of the tactics I used when I started working from home are applicable to lockdown life, which is, you just need something that signposts end of the day, day, beginning of the evening. And a drink does it. Sometimes I roll out the yoga mat, but it has to be something. And that's my number two is the exercise. Like for me, exactly that you bookmark your day, right? Because actually, if you don't, you will just end up, and I'm a real procrastinator. And it's something that I found out about myself within the last couple of years. And mainly because my husband has pointed out to me, um, that there's two things. It's so funny, isn't it? The things that you realise about yourself as you get older that you didn't realise when you were younger. So I always, I'm always late for everything. And I thought it was because, I don't know why I thought it was. I thought it was because of a train issue or a transport issue or whatever. And it's because, and my husband pointed this out to me, and it's something that I never realised about myself until about the last two or three years. And when I said it, when I realised that I'm a procrastinator, I said to Dan, my husband, I said, I think I'm a procrastinator. And he nearly fell off the stool in the kitchen. You know what? He was like that. Oh, really? You know? <laughs> wow, I never knew that. And I, it's because I have a really optimistic view of a lot of things so I always think oh there's an hour oh I can do a workout I can have a shower I can wash my hair and all of these things and actually what it turns out is that it takes a lot of time to do those things and that's why I'm running for the train sweating dying almost missing it and um like breathing like I'm on a ventilator <laughs> I just think that 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 and the procrastination thing where I just I find it very difficult outside of work to make very simple decisions so in work because I'm so used to when I was because I worked at an agency for such a long time and I managed such a big team of around sort of 25 uh, sometimes up to 35 people I was very used to making really quick decisions and snappy decisions and often decisions for other people that they didn't want to make themselves or didn't feel that they had the confidence to make themselves Yet when it comes to, shall we have Chinese food or Indian food? I'm like, ah, wow. <laughs> you know, when you're just like, I can't do the small stuff. Like I can't do that stuff. And that sort of slows me down. So I have found that by 
bookmarking my day and also by bookmarking my day with two things like you know exercise and then a sort of a wind down drink not all the time but most of the time <laughs> but it kind of it sort of makes me feel quite sort of I don't know like a reward I suppose and I feel like it stops time from just being a swirling endless thing because you have got bookends and at some point during the afternoon you will go oh I probably want to roll that yoga mat out before seven because I want to eat before eight kind of do you know what I mean well I have to do it in the morning so if I don't exercise in the morning it's there's no like there's nothing and it's it, it for me it has to be then if I I can't hold on to it because if I hold on to it, I'll never do it. Like, and today I did try to hold on to it. So I had a really early meeting in town and I thought, and I'm like wearing my workout gear now <laughs> because I, I, what I should have done is got up when I did and then just done it straight away. But my period's due. I, I've, I'm very lethargic when it comes to that, when it comes to that time, Same. I can't do as much as I usually do. And, you know, whereas some days I can do the whole workout my period's due at the day it's due which is today I could probably do about a third of it and I've got the spot under my chin that I always get when it's there you know like it's like comes to the same place it's like it's just re-renting where it usually is and um I just couldn't do it and then you know I've still got oh, I've even got still got my trainers on there. I'm impressed <laughs> I have to do it first thing in the morning but exercise was quite a new thing for me in the terms of it came to me like post 35 before that I would just not eat as much ah. then to be the size and weight that I wanted to be versus actually just doing exercise and that was quite a new, that was so I didn't really start working out until I was about 35. So do you work out then uh, I, I lost you a tiny bit then but so do you work out not for weight management now has it evolved into head management or is it still very physical well I think over the age of like 35 you basically like you the, the fact is when it comes to weight man you cannot manage your weight with exercise you can't you manage your weight with what you put into your body right and the food that you put in the alcohol that you put in the sweets the sugar that you put in you can't manage your weight with exercise what you manage with exercise is the shape of your body and also your mind and your emotional mindset so I think I never want to exercise. I don't wake up in the morning thinking, yay, I can't wait. Let's do it. I'm so pumped. Let's get it out. Let's get the man out. I never think that. Of course I don't. I'm a fucking moron. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I, I, but what I've trained myself to do is to just not listen to that voice that's like, but actually I didn't do it this morning because I was, my period was due. And sometimes you just have to give yourself some allowances, right? You can't beat yourself up. And I just think that, I've said, I just say to myself, turn off that noise in your head. Don't listen to it. Just get up, just do it because afterwards you'll feel amazing. And then, and that's why I do it. Like it's not, I've gone from being really grumpy and really sort of like curmudgeon-y and thinking that my whole day is going to be crap because I woke up in a bad mood or because some crappy things have happened. I forced myself to exercise. And then at the end of it, I'm just like, oh, this is oh, amazing. Like, and it's, it really, I think 
that people don't realize who don't exercise regularly the emotional impact that doing that can have on you and i notice thankfully my husband's the same and whenever like if i'm feeling a bit tetchy at weekend or whatever and i haven't exercised he'll just say just go off and just go and and i'll do it and afterwards i'll come back and i'll be like oh thank god and i don't of course i do it because i want my body to look better and i want to look good of course i do it that's the primary reason of course it is but actually when you realize how good you feel afterwards it's so worth it for that and it really and it's not about this big endorphin rush and all this kind of stuff it's just about just feeling good about yourself and i think mentally and emotionally for me i get a lot of that from exercise and i think that's why i can't stop doing it you know the the other side of things and the you know tighten muscles and all that kind of stuff is obviously a great benefit brilliant i think i would do it other i think i would do it anyway because it just makes me feel so emotionally stable yeah it's it's what it's really interesting actually because in lockdown i work out three times a week as in with weights and the other days i do yoga and or i go for a walk so it's like a 5k walk around the park and I realized about a month ago, I'd done that every week, every day, every week, the whole of lockdown. So how many months is that? And oh. I, I know. <laughs> and it was only after I spoke to Gillian Michaels and I was finding it harder to wake up in the morning. My sleep was all out of whack. I thought, why am I finding it so hard to do these workouts that should, I should be getting, they should be getting easier. And I watched this video she posted about when you've hit a plateau mm-hmm. and she said, you need to take at least three days off, up your calorie intake and just relax and in the end I ended up taking a full week off up to my calorie intake after that week I felt incredible and that first workout back was amazing and that's it like you don't have to it's it's interesting because I started doing it's so funny like when you're on a sort of fitness journey because journey whatever but like I am quite fit but like and when but then you try something new and you're Mm. like I'm not fit at all do you know what I mean it's quite interesting isn't it where you your body adapts so quickly and that's the that's the the important thing about exercise is that you're always mixing it up because if you stick doing the same thing or you know you're not evolving it and it's very easy because your muscles have so much memory so they're able to just know what they need to do so you have to constantly be challenging your body so about um and this was my second thing was Tracy Anderson like I have become obsessed by her and I love Gillian as well like Gillian I used to do all the time but the difference with Tracy and so I met Tracy Anderson when I did the Victoria Beckham Beauty launch um up until that point I would never have done her workouts because I just would have been a bit like oh Gwyneth whatever but she was so unbelievably lovely in person when she came to that launch. she was so nice and so kind and one of my friends was really really pregnant and she was so like put her hat and she was like oh my god you look amazing and she was really pregnant you look amazing like she was just a really good person and Charlotte right I kept wondering I kept saying could you just sit down you're making me feel uncomfortable um and she so I started doing her workouts and she does online workouts and every Thursday she does a new and there's a beginner and an immediate intermediate and an advanced and I started doing it. And what I like about it is there's no jumping around in plyometrics. Like I hate plyometrics. So I hate, what? I just turned that off. Sorry. Don't worry, Joe. 
what is it? But I don't understand. Like, it's like, it just turns itself on. I had this with Trini. I was like, right, go to your set, go to your preferences, turn off your notifications. No, but Trini went to naught to five in about 10 seconds. Didn't she? She was like, my first one is this. My second one is this. And my third one is that. What are we doing again, Emma? Emma, what are we doing? And then I got a telling off, which was... I'm not going to tell you. Anyway, I'm just... Please don't tell you. You need to stop me. No, no, keep drinking the gin. But what I would say about the Tracy Anderson thing is what's so interesting about despite the fact that I've been exercising regularly for about two and a half, three years, whatever, her way of doing things has completely changed my body. Completely. She focuses on the smaller muscles. So she doesn't do your obvious motions like your squats and your lunges and the things that, you know, your quads, your glutes and your hamstring, all of that. She. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Goes for the tiny one. So that's where you see the real definition. Like when you see a body that she's worked on, I think you can tell a woman's body that she's worked on. And don't get like I haven't changed my diet in the sense of I, I, you know I've got quite a sweet tooth. I do eat quite I eat very well, and I, you know I don't restrict my eating at all. But actually, what she does is she gets your body into um, like in the way that only a, this only works for women, right? Because she gets your body into sort of movements and positions that actually just by doing the slightest of movement with a leg weight or a hand weight sorry hold on one sec i think there's someone at the door sorry one sec but that honestly you should try tracy anderson i like i've never done anything that has even dan's noticed that like small definition and she understands that but i've done so many squats so many lunges tons of them it's not lifting mm. or whatever but yet with her it is it's working and I'm getting this like definition that I've never had it before and it's such um great movement there's a lot of choreography in it and all that kind of stuff I've just I just really like it and I it's, think when you find something it's an amazing thing. I've been I rewrite my workouts every two months and so at the end of this month I'm due a new one so I might do Tracy also like just try it like because she you, she's got a free trial but it, do you know what's so weird if I hadn't met her I wouldn't have done it mm. I would like, no. you know it's not for me but it's and do you know what she does what she's so good is because when you're doing home workouts as well which I've always done this is a really big thing is like music makes such a difference whereas when you're doing home workouts there's no music because you're just following what the person's got to say 
she doesn't let that happen she has the music and then you've got to follow her from behind like you were in a class and if you're not quite sure what she's doing there's all other things that she does like you can have a front view and all this kind of stuff but a stent like like it's the best i put on last week i put on a different soundtrack and was doing it and i just i i think you'll really like it and okay. i, I love the fact that it's so different to what I've done before and it's so understanding of a woman's anatomy and her physique and her muscle groups and all of those kind of things. You'll really like it. I tried to do one of her workouts from a magazine where I think Women's Health had done one and they'd done the, the illustrations and it just didn't go anywhere, but I will try this. Right, I'm going to move us on to number three because we are like getting so deep into Friday night now. No, I know, sorry. <laughs> no, no, please don't apologise. I'm aware that you've got like, you've got commitments. I don't, I've just got Cafe Patron in the fridge. No, I don't have that. Well, I have people, like, want to ask me to do stuff. <laughs> so what's your number three? Um, what was my number three? Oh, that, it was spending time with friends. And actually, I don't do it enough. And I don't value... Because when you... I have full-on job, you know, I have kids and they always come first before anything else that I do and their needs come before anything else that I do I always deprioritize what I what's good for me and I find being with my friends and I actually don't have that many friends and it was one of the things that my husband like Dan my husband says you haven't got that many friends like he you haven't got that many he's got fucking tons of friends right he's got all the friends he's got the uni friends the school friends the work friends the this friends and I don't have that many friends and I used to feel quite embarrassed about it I used to be like oh you know who could I call up if I was in trouble like or who could I call up if I wanted to cry and I think part of the reason I don't have many friends is because I have a sister who's only 11 months younger than me. So I was born in September. A month later, my mum and dad got pregnant again with my sister and she was born in August. So we were actually in the same year at school together because we were in the same year. I mean, they were very um, young when they had us. And um, so we're very close, like super close. And I've never, I can always trust her. You know, like when you're, like you're growing up and as a girl and you're always like, and you trust your friends you know sometimes they're your friends and sometimes they're not your friends and I could always trust Jackie my sister and he's like my best friend so I've never felt that need to have anyone that's closer to me than she is even though I've got like girlfriends but it did bother me when Dan was like you've got he didn't say like you've got no friends but it just I just felt oh you know and actually I've realized that I, I sort of collect people who I like, I just like loads of people, but who are my real friends. And then during, and what I've realized is during lockdown, particularly that I've put myself so far down the pecking order of who's important in our household, you know, making sure that Dan's okay, making sure that Violet's okay, making sure that the nanny's okay, making sure that my mum's okay, making sure that Anna, uh, Ivy's okay. And my sort of needs are, are very much like lower. And then, but the minute I spend time with my friends and I say like it's happened three times, I just feel like I've been plugged back in. You know, I just feel like I'm in like a battery that's about to go low. And I pu plug that battery back in 
and it's like right i'm good to go right i'm i'm fine now for the next couple of months i've got it i've got it so day before yesterday i nadine and i hung out and it was just like right i'm in i'm charged and then my friend charlotte and i were speaking even just speaking to my friends mm. on the phone you know and you don't like you don't make that time to just say nothing you know and my friend miranda lives in geneva and then we had a call and i was like that yes i'm back in the room you know i'm in person i'm not just a wife i'm not just a mother i'm not just someone's pr or someone's whatever i'm someone's friend who actually gives a shit about my well-being and i give a shit about theirs and it's mutually exclusive and yes there are a few of us because i don't need lots of people i just need a few people that i really give a shit about and actually that's my number three and I've realised how important that is to me than I'd ever realised, particularly over sort of lockdown. And I can see us relying on each other more and more as, as sort of time goes on. Yeah, so that's my number three. I want, I'm going to ask you this, and now I'm thinking, is this more of an offline question? But I'm going to ask it anyway, because I feel like if people are listening, they'll be interested in the beauty industry. I've had a similar thing to you in the fact I've thought I don't have many friends because it feels like, I don't have the the uni friends and the numbers that I used to or the school friends that I used to. And part of it is because this industry and the jobs that we have are all encompassing. It's as much nine to five as it is five to 3 a.m. Like how many times were you, would you go for dinner with people that, you know, you talk to during nine to five hours? Do you feel like part of it is that? Because that's yeah, I, where I sometimes have struggled. Yeah, I do. I feel like I spend too much time with people who aren't my friends. Or people that I like, right? People that I'm friendly with, but part of the job, part of my job is by is is out of hours, right? And it's having lunches, hanging out with people, like having dinners or, you know, working long hours doing an event. Like if I'm working a long hour, if I'm working at an event and it finishes at 10, 11 or whatever, the next day, and it's a work event, I'm not going to then go out with my friends. Right. Because I've got kids and who need or I'm knackered. Right. So I'm not going to do that. And you probably and I guess a lot of women do this as well. And in a way, and it's probably generalizing, I don't think that men do it. Like I think men are much better at saying, no, that was my work thing. Now I'm going out with my real friends tonight. Right. And I just think we're not really good at that because we feel a lot of guilt. But actually, yeah, you do. You spend a lot of time spending time with people that aren't your friends, but you're friendly with and a part of your industry or whatever. But actually the people that bring real value into your life and that enrich you and make you feel good about yourself and good about life and good about the world are your real friends that actually ask you questions, right? Because actually if it's a work thing, you know, particularly for me coming from the position of the PR person paying the bill, who's, hosting there's no questions that get asked to you you know it's all serving someone else mostly and so yeah I just think but that's also it's not it's when you go I remember when when I first went out for a lunch with a journalist who like and loads of people say that they're your friends right loads of people do PRs, journalists, whatever, like both ways, it cuts both ways. And I remember, but you're, as a PR, you're always expected to pay, right? It's like, we're friends, but you're paying, you know? And mostly that's because 
your clients paying, right? Not because I'm paying myself. But I remember the first time, like, and this happens now, it happens all the time, that Claire Coleman would just say, we're going halves. Yeah. Nadine, we're going halves. You'll say, we're all going halves, whatever. And you'll just say, oh, these are actually my friends. You know, and that's the difference. And like Alex last week, she would, I went out for lunch with her. She went, I'll get this. And I'm just like, oh my God. I, and then it becomes hard for me to say, but, 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 I'll get it. She's like, well, where's this coming from? Who's paying for it? And I'm like, well, I'm paying for it. And she's like, where the fuck should you pay for it? Like, we pay, you know, it's, it's quite a hard thing to get yourself around, but it is, you know, it is, yeah, it is hard to know who, you know, who your real friends are, but you find out. And actually the, the most amazing thing about women more than any other people, people, men, women, whatever, is that we have incredible intuition and you can channel it very um, easily if you, if you decide to, and you know, you know who your friends are. I think, well, you, you know, people who are good people, you know, and people who are perhaps not. And, but I also think that you just, you walk your own path, right? So, and this is a big thing for me. Like my whole motto in life is just, you do you. And I have this argument with my mum the whole time. And she was like, so-and-so hasn't done this and I've done this and they've done that. And why haven't they done this? And I'm like, mom, like, stop fucking worrying about what other people are doing. You do you. You can sleep at night. Who cares what they're doing? Let them get on with what they're doing. Anyway. Do you know, I had this conversation. I was out with Claire Coleman the other day and we were talking about this very thing. And we were talking, saying how, you know, how you can feel like sometimes you get let down by people. Yeah. And it's not that people let you down. It's that your expectations were too high. Yeah. And also, like, don't give them that power to let you down. Like, it's all in your control how you feel and respond to what's happening in your life. It's taken me a long time to realize that. It's like, no one can make you angry, right? You decide that you're gonna let the actions of someone make you angry, right? And, and it's a really hard thing because people piss me off the whole time, like they really do. But I'm like, okay, I step back from it and I say, well, actually they look like a really unhappy person they're perhaps not in a really good place in their life. Maybe, you know, like I, it's, I went on that, um, Sally did a really amazing, um, radio four show. On, oh my God. Um, it was brilliant. So good on her, um, troll and on trolling and all this kind of stuff. And I'd never heard of this dragging site before. And I went on to it and I just, I couldn't believe the bile that was coming out of people who didn't know personally. Like, don't get me wrong, I know loads of people that are assholes. And you know, when you're just like, well, they're an asshole because of XX and they've done this and they don't see their kids and they left their wife or they left their husband and whatever, right? And all these things. But these are people that don't know properly, right? They just, all they see is this sort of persona or whatever. And I was so horrified by it. And then I saw this, um, <laughs> <laughs> and it said do you know what I can't do you know who I can't bear I can't bear that Nadine Baggett the only time that I really hate her more is when she's with an awful woman Joe James <laughs> and I just thought I just laughed because I just thought oh my god like you have you're 
so fucking weird and stupid and like why do you give a shit about me? I didn't give a shit about you. Do you know what I mean? Like why and also I'm a nice person and I do nice things and but I don't need to justify that to you. You know, part of me was ready to go on and be like, fuck you, you absolute <laughs> asshole. Do you know that I run a charity? Do you know that I have blah blah blah? And then I just thought I'm not going to waste my energy on people like you. I'm just going to waste my energy on people. I'm going to spend my time and my energy with people I actually give a shit about. And that is a small amount of people. And that is not you. And I thought the a most amazing thing with Sally's trolling thing was how the woman who had relentlessly trolled her, or one of them, still wanted to be. Still wanted her attention. She still wanted to be in her sphere. And she still needed that validation and that to me just spoke volumes because I just felt sorry for her because I just think what's come before that's led you to this dark place that's not making you happy and it's certainly making someone else unhappy mm. but I don't even know Emma if you're getting five things out of me <laughs> Do you, well we're current we're, next one will be number four okay, um, let's get because otherwise you're going to be dying right go on <laughs> no no What's four? What's what number four, Joe? What did I say? So I've said what exercise? You said exercise, gin, friendship. No, I don't. No, that's not one. What's Ex not one? My kids. Exercise. <laughs> oh, my husband. Exercise, friendship. What was the other one? Gin. Gin. Uh, four. Fuck, what was it? <laughs> makeup. Oh, I fucking love makeup. Like even when I'm on my own, sometimes I just put makeup on. I love it. I love the I love the way that it can just make you feel different. I love the way that it can change the shape of your eyes or your face. I love the way that I just find makeup incredibly joyful, and that's why I do the job that I do. I'm not particularly knowledgeable about skincare, and I like skincare, but for me, it's like skincare is about making your skin look better so that the makeup looks better. So that's my four. Let's just scoot over that because otherwise you'll be like this. But no. No, no. Do you know what's really interesting about um, makeup is that a couple of times during lockdown, I have sort of woken up and thought, oh, what's the point? Why bother today? I'm not going to see anyone. And then I'll go onto Instagram and I'll see you doing your mascara or something, your mazzy, or I'll see Sam Chapman put a selfie up and I'll think, God damn woman, you just look. And it will make me, before I realise it, I'm in front of my literally everything out going, right, I'm going to play now. And it makes me feel amazing. So I am up there with you, my friend. It's play. It's exactly that. It's just play. Like if sometimes beauty gets too serious, you know, in the terms of like, like how you feel. Like, or like some, it, sometimes it does get too serious and it's become a little bit too worthy sometimes when actually there's this incredible, incredible joy to be had, if that's what you're into, right? It's not what everyone's into. But just to, yesterday, um, Ivy and I, my daughter, she's been sent home from school for two weeks. She's fine, but there's someone in her class who's been, um, who has COVID. Sorry, Anna's hoovering upstairs. <laughs> and there's so much dust in our house because of the builders that she's hoovering up. And so she and, and her Zoom classes, her homeschooling, so like lame. And we were like, should we just practice some Halloween things? And we both just did Halloween makeup. And it was so fun. We had such a fun time. 
she looked amazing. I looked like an old hag that was just like wearing a skeleton face. But we just loved it. And they played, we played. And there's no difference from that for me in us making Halloween faces, in me just putting on a load of makeup or, and I love, I love watching people. Like I have no artistry skills at all. Like I don't know what brush to use. I don't know how to blend. And I love watching people like Sam just turn her face into this most like amazing thing. But I just think for me, it's just play. And I just think it's a different type of artistry. And what Ivy and I did before she did, because what I tried to do is turn it into an art lesson. So she was supposed to have an art lesson it wasn't uploaded on Zoom. So then the parents have to step in and create this fucking art lesson for the kids. And so I drew her a face chart. And so she decided what she was going to do to her face before then we decorated her face as her Halloween face. And that's a piece of artistry. And it was lovely. She loved it. I loved it. And it was relevant to what we're both interested in. So, yeah, that's four. I do feel like uh, Halloween tutorials and Halloween looks have cropped up a lot earlier than usual. Normally oh it's like, in it, it's been two, three weeks before Halloween. I think everyone, as soon as October hit, people are like, I'm going to do my ghost face. Well, be ready for Christmas because we went into the um, uh, pet centre yesterday and there's already everything set up for Christmas, not even Halloween. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm off to p and tomorrow to get some rope lights, so I'm sure I'll oh, see. No. <laughs> Love b and Q. I can't oh. wait. Oh, my God. It's like B&Q, Wilco. Home like, Sense. Oh, my God. I just love, or like um, Matalan, we something, <laughs> and you could put it in your house, and people would be like, oh, where's that from? And you're just like, it's Wilco. <laughs> I love that. Like, I love... Because no one's really got, like, I, I certainly can't afford the stuff that we really want. Mm. So quite nice to have some, you know, little dotted. I saw Lisa Potter-Dixon was out yesterday with Sophie Beresina and they went on their annual Christmas ball ball buying trip to Liberty. Oh, my God, that, Liberty? Yeah. I would any Christmas. My Christmas ball balls will not cost anything more than three quid for about ten. <laughs> <laughs> not with my, a kid and a dog. Like, no, I couldn't do that. But um, yeah. Is it is it? Are they up in Liberty already? Oh yeah. Christmas shop is open. You've got to have Halloween before you can have um, Christmas. Like I, I also like if my kids play any Christmas songs before the first of December. No, it's not happening. Like I can't be listening to Christmas. You can't because actually, if you start stretching that shit out, <laughs> so it's like then where is the real joy? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't like that. I, I also think, think the thing with 2020 is embracing Christmas too early. There'll be a big old drop-off come January. And it's not like we get a clean slate come 1st of January 2021 and everything oh, goes back to normal. That's so, that's so funny that you said that because my daughter, Violet, the eldest one, she said that. She's like, Mummy, why is everyone talking about 2020 being blah, blah? She was like, at 2021. She's like, it's obviously just going to follow on from 2020. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you get to the end of 2020 and you're like, you can cut that shit off and that's it. You can snip it off and then that's it. We're on to the next year. It's completely different. I'm really worried about your edit. Okay. What... <laughs> right. And now what is your fifth, my friend? Okay, so my fifth five hours down the line is I'm complete. What really makes me really sort of motivates me and gets me really excited is just learning new stuff so I don't 
worry about people that are younger than me and them being sort of hungry and better than me or I just think about what I can learn from them but I just want to learn stuff the whole time I don't want to learn how to uh, you know a new language or whatever because I've tried to do that I'm too freaking stupid and I'm going to do that and I've tried it so many times um, but what I like to do is to the whole thing that drives me and drives me forward is relevance right i just want to be relevant and i and that's a personal thing right i don't think everyone has to be relevant i don't think everyone has to be driven by this but for me personally it's about relevance i want to be relevant in my job i want to be relevant in the conversations that i have with you and the conversations that i have with my friends and that's about being informed about what's happening in the world about what's informed about politics to a certain extent i'm certainly not a politician or incredibly um you know, I'm not incredibly, uh, certainly not anywhere intelligent, as intelligent as a lot of people that I spend my time with. But I just want to be relevant to me is about having an open sort of mindset of like, okay, what can I learn? Right? What can, what can I learn that's going to excite me? What can I learn that's going to help me to do my job better? What can I learn that's going to make me like get excited and that could be what can I learn it's like how to do um which really did excite me about how to do a winged eyeliner on a hooded eye and I didn't know I had a hooded eye until a year ago uh, you know it, oh it could be what can I learn that's going on in American politics that's just going to enable me to have a conversation with people that I'm sitting around a table with because my husband is inviting me to this dinner or whatever you know it could be I just find like I don't want to stop I don't want to stop and just pause on what I know I want to learn more stuff and I just find it so that I want to like I started to really make more understanding that Latin and etymology of the language and I just find it all empowering I think the more you know the more empowered you are to do your job to live your life and to be the sort of person you want to be and that to me is basically like plugging myself in it's like giving myself a bit of energy it's like what can i learn today and sometimes do you know what it's just what can i learn today that stops me from shouting at my kid and being like because she's being an asshole to me and i want to learn something that's just going to make me be not hate myself for losing my temper so i learned something of that and the most amazing thing about sort of the internet and social media and all those things it's all there Right, you don't even have to go and pay someone to do something. You're just like, help me! My eleven-year-old is an asshole. How can I be and not shout at her? And then it's there. Do you know what I mean? That I think that's like all of us should have growth mindset. And it's quite interesting because my kids are both being taught at school independently how to have a growth mindset. And I think you should have a growth mindset when you're eleven, when you're ten, when you're twenty you're 50 when you're 60 and you're 90 and if you keep that growth mindset that will keep your brain active that will keep your brain happy and healthy and like firing and all the cylinders and that's for me is the most important thing i just want to be i just want to be relevant and that's not about being relevant to fashion or being relevant to beauty but it's just being part of the conversation you know when i'm ever sitting around with someone that I've always got something to say because I have always got something to say it's just not always relevant <laughs>
anyway, that's my fifth. And um, I don't know if that's at all helpful. I was, oh my God, it's been like two hours. Only an hour on tape. <laughs> two hours off tape. No, I, well, listeners, I'm going to sign us off now because the gin is, the gin is dry and so is the Cafe Patron. Um, Joe, thank you so much for joining me. Um, we'll, we'll continue the conversation once I've fixed off. I love you. I think you're amazing. I just wish we had together Just a reminder that in the show notes, I'll put the links where you can find and follow Joe. And I suggest you do find and follow Joe if you want more of the same. She was also the co-founder of Beauty Banks that you can go and support if you uh, go to the links in the show notes where you'll be able to find that. That's the charity that she and Sally Hughes founded together. What else have you got going on, my friend, that you'd like me to link to? Joe Jones, thank you so much for sharing your feel-good habits. They were flipping amazing. Long, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come back anytime. Come over whenever you like. I'd love to. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry that I went on a bit. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.